day, everyone. This is Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Yo. Yo. <laughs> I wanted to share, before we get into The Lesson is Murder today, which is the documentary we're going to discuss, I wanted to tell you guys that it is so helpful when you guys leave comments in the Q&A section of our Spotify. Like if you mm-hmm. listen on Spotify or you listen on iTunes, but especially on Spotify, if you leave comments in the Q&A. So after every episode, I always have a question in there and it says, what did you think of this episode? That's basically the question I always ask because I, I definitely want your guys' feedback. And so when you do that, I will read them. We'll talk about them on the show a little bit, but it really helps us out. So if you're looking for you know, a non-monetary way and you're not, you're not interested in joining Patreon or you're not really into social media or whatever, and you would like to give us feedback, ask us questions or help us out a little bit, you know, putting a comment there, especially a positive comment would be delightful. We'll publish it to Spotify. It helps us out. But we did an episode recently that was ended up being very popular and it was called is Gen Z at risk. And so if you haven't listened to that, you know, if that's a topic of interest to you, it was published on June 21st, scroll back just a little bit. It's not that old and and check it out. But I asked that question, what did you think about this episode? And we got a couple of comments. So I wanted to throw them out there. This gentleman named Kevin said, I learned a lot from this episode and I thought it was very well discussed and explained. The explanation between different generations and how it affects the next generation was interesting. And then uh, another comment was uh, by Ice, and he said, this episode was really well done. A very unique, interesting, and nuanced take on why we are seeing so many cases of people losing their cool in public. An underrated podcast. Well, thank you, Ice. Ice is a yeah. Ice is a, a fan, and we've interacted with him a lot, so I, I definitely appreciate his comment and Kevin's. So thank you very much. But I want to call you, you guys' attention to that because... It's a great way to interact with us. For sure. All right. So let's get to The Lesson is Murder, Kathy. So yeah, we watched the documentary, Mm -hmm. Lesson is Murder, which essentially is about a group of students who are working with, she's a criminologist. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's how you would define her. And they work on trying to unravel a lot of the the psychology and the science behind uh, numerous uh, I think there's three episodes yeah. in the documentary and they all have a different focus. So, you know, some of them are more driven in like behavioral work. Some of them are in criminology. Some of them are scientists. So there's all different uh, areas of focus. It's a team. And what I, re- what I appreciate about the documentary is it does take a multifaceted look at the making of a murder in the sense that it discusses the different components that may have led to this person having committed a crime mm-hmm. and how what we tend to see in in many cases in some of the cases that they talked about on this doc is that they didn't always fit the profile right right, right? and just before we get too far into the weeds mm-hmm. i just want to say cuz you were you were sort of saying she uh dr brianna fox is who we're talking about and she's a former ex fbi special right. agent Thank you. Mm-hmm. and a psychological criminologist 
And her, this is her class of graduate students mm -hmm. who study convicted murderers and then they evaluate their personality traits and develop psychological profiles. And what we found out by watching each episode is the formula they're doing is that then this uh, Dr. Fox goes and interviews the person, basically. Right. And That's then the kind team of the discusses formula. Yeah. 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 And she brings back what she gathered from the interview and then they have these discussions. So it's kind of cool to, to be in. And I believe it's streamed on Hulu. It's right? Hulu and okay. it's three episodes, 2023. Yeah. So what is psychological profiling? It's def defined as an attempt to provide investigative agencies with specific information related to the type of individual who committed a certain crime. Um, it aims to develop a behavioral composite combining sociological and psychological assessment of the offender by analyzing their behavior while they engage in the crime. So I looked up an article through the APA called Criminal Profiling, the reality behind the myth. Forensic psychologists are working with law enforcement officials to integrate psychological science into criminal profiling. So for for most people, they think of the profiling, it's not really an industry, it's an art form that assists the legal and psychological um, industries in the sense that it has helped us with risk assessment and trying to maybe either find a certain person who's committed a crime or be able to assess whether this person is likely to do something like this again. Many people think that it started in like the 70s and 80s. So uh, the, the show Mindhunter was a really great description of the origins of forensic psychology and the utilization of psychological profiling. And they used to go into the prisons and they would interview these folks, um, a lot of them who had already been convicted, to try to gain a better understanding versus, you know, what the what law enforcement would do is they would just go in, they'd arrest them, they'd throw them in prison, they'd never talk to them. And the forensic psychologists are like, wait, 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 we need to get into the belly of the beast and we need to start asking questions because if we can understand them, then we might be able to help people out in the future and maybe stop some of this before it happens. So for six, this, so this article starts off by saying for 16 years, mad bomber George Metesky eluded New York City police. Metesky planted more than 30 small bombs around the city between 1940 and 1956, hitting movie theaters, phone booths, and other public areas. In 1956, the frustrated investigators asked psychiatrist James Brussel, New York State's assistant commissioner of mental hygiene, to study crime scene photos and notes from the bomber. Brussel came up with a detailed description of the suspect. He would be unmarried, foreign, self-educated, in his 50s, living in Connecticut, paranoid, and with a vendetta against Con Edison, the first bomb had targeted the power company's 67th Street headquarters. Now, before I go any further, I just want to throw out there that when we're doing risk assessment, some of these demographics, like being unmarried and not being very educated, depending on whether you believe that's true or not, these are used and in ways that we will qualify, like, you know, you will add up certain numbers in risk assessment. So being unmarried and, and not having a high level of education, those will heighten somebody's risk. However, the older somebody gets, their risk uh, tends to go down. So while some of Brussels' predictions were simply common sense, others were based on psychological ideas. For instance, he said that because paranoia tends to peak around age 35, the bomber, 16 years after his first bomb, would now be in his 50s. The profile proved dead on. So, like I just said, in your 50s, you're probably not as violent anymore. So then they do an estimate 
and that would take him back to where he would have been the most dangerous, and then they were able to nail it. They were right. So it led police right to Metesky, who was arrested in January 1957 and confessed immediately. Lastly, in the following decades, police in New York and elsewhere continued to consult psychologists and psychiatrists to develop profiles of particularly difficult-to-catch offenders. At the same time, though, much of the criminal profiling field developed within law enforcement community, particularly by the FBI. Now within the FBI, they do have a a large forensic psychology and uh, behavioral unit because, um, no offense to law enforcement, they don't have the psychological training to... To, to do the profiling. That's just not what they're trained to do. And so they will rely on forensic psychologists and many FBI agents actually will go back and get their doctorates in forensic psychology. So they're essentially a double threat. Otherwise, the FBI will hire uh, independent contractors to to work with the FBI in a lot of these cases. So that's a little bit of the background of profiling. I have a lot to say about the documentary. <laughs> yeah, go for it. And I don't know if we're there yet or not. Yeah, I think but so. I have, I have a lot to say about this particular documentary. It's probably, I mean, it's not doesn't take a rocket scientist to know why we wanted to watch it, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, Kathy's a teacher. We're into the profiling thing. We don't obviously do profiling on the show because we're not FBI trained profilers, but we talk about a lot of these profiles of, of different criminals and we watch true crime and it's part of our culture, et cetera. So we've watched a lot of these documentaries and I imagine have a lot of opinions about different ones. And a lot of them fall very, very flat for me, but also I'm just like neutral on a lot of them. Same. And then every now and then there's an excellent one, Mm -hmm. a really interesting one. And then every now and then there's like a real clunker. So this one, I'm not sure where it falls, but you guys, (laughs) Kathy can let me know once I tell you what my reaction was. First, I was bored. Here's the (laughs) thing. So this is three episodes. I love this premise. True crime audiences are incredibly savvy nowadays. That's right. 20 years ago, I would have said, this is a great true crime show for people who don't really know what they're doing. It's it's baby food spoon fed to you with true crime 101, psychology 101, psychopathy 101. And we're going to wrap it all up in a nice bow with a really ridiculous interview with some psychopath. Okay. But Here's the thing. True crime audiences are very savvy. There was nothing in that. I mean, yeah. Okay. So you're a teacher and these are your grad students and that's an interesting idea, but what did they do? They, they overproduced the fuck out of this. Mm-hmm. They took these students and who knows if they're real students because they sounded True. very experienced, very sophisticated, to me. Yes. <laughs> very sophisticated students. And Kathy teaches graduate students. I imagine they don't sound like these. I mean, folks. they're smart. They, they are smart. And a lot of them now, I will say this graduate students now, because of the generations coming in, they've all like run for president by the time they're like freshmen. And okay. So but, fair, but fair. they still demonstrate appropriate naivete. Well, and here's the thing is you've got a teacher and you've got students, right? And then they've, they've cast these students and all of these students bring a piece to the table that fits into this little pizza of profiling. It's so cast and so overproduced and they stop every minute or two and ask the most relevant question you've ever heard in your life. And it's written. You can tell the questions are written. You can tell, I mean, you know, 
They're not actors. Shannon didn't like this. No. It was uh, because from a Sounds like one of my reviews. <laughs> like from a because You're not got, wrong. They got me at my heart cuz it's like from a producing standpoint there's no flow, there's no authenticity, there's no off the cuff, there's no cutting each other off. I mean, all you have to do listen to a couple of episodes of us and you know that we are flowing in our natural rhythm with each other because we cut each other off, we talk over each other sometimes. Yeah, there was none of that. None of that. It's so produced plus okay. Here's my second point. Besides it being overly simplistic and babyish, and if you're a sophisticated true crime watcher, you'll be bored to tears. Okay, so let's set that aside. This doctor, I'm sure a delightful and smart and wonderful person, she's overly cast and overproduced as well. You couldn't look any more Hollywood psychology I don't, she's not a psychologist but like criminologist FBI person she looks like a freaking model and yeah. this is the woman that they do this show with it's like casting a reality it's a reality show they've done here and when if you watch reality shows they're some of them are good because they're like gritty and it's real people and they act a fool and they're ridiculous and whatever. And they, and they're questioning things and all of that. This is like a produced television show slash documentary that looks like a reality show as if all these things they're discussing are actually in real time. It's like, Oh guys, this is so poorly directed and produced. I, I couldn't, I couldn't barely stand it. I was so glad I, there was only three episodes and they were 45 minutes long. I will agree with you. I was folding laundry while I was watching <laughs> this. So to Shannon's point, I wrote some things that they said just to emphasize the simplicity. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Here's one. Serial killers need to feel something. <laughs> They're sensation seeking. See what I mean? <laughs> no shit. No There's shit, one. Sherlock. It's about the thrill of the kill. <laughs> Number two. And then, well, let's see, there was one more in here. I think uh, it's hilarious you actually wrote down quotes. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And then they just talk about how, like, the identity is formed through external gratification. No. I mean, these are all things that true crime watchers, regardless of what your background is, these are like, if there's such thing as, you know, something even more elementary than 101 this is like true crime 50 50 it's like the pre-med course you take before watching any yeah. true crime it's like so I simplistic think, i think that what was her name brianna fox yes yes it was very like she's just cast i don't blame her no 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 like, i know Ugh. um because she, she didn't bother me but the way that she was produced with these quote unquote, like you said, now that you're saying it, maybe they weren't even students. The three cases that they chose were not that interesting. No, they, no. they ran the course of like, you know, the your quintessential narcissistic personality disorder, you know, the pressure for success. And, um, you know, then they talked about like, debt is a risk factor. Okay, anybody who has ever watched a true crime documentary, if someone kills their family, it's probably because they're going in debt or they have no money. I know. So there wasn't anything new. No, 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 no. There is nothing new here. 
I mean, there are so many great true crime documentaries. Like, go watch The Keepers, you know. Go watch, like, half the other things that we've ever watched that we've said were great. I mean, even the Murdoch murders that we watched recently. I have one more. Yeah. They say, they're talking about the episode three, The Three Faces of Eve. She can emotionally and cognitively distance herself. She does things in extremes. A lot of reality she's dissociating from. These are so basic yeah they're written by some person on the set and and then i can't with it it was so and i thought okay i i you know i, I gut checked myself i was like okay is this me is this me saying is this me being an entitled bitch and sort of going like oh this is so simplistic i'm so smart and i know these things no uh, that was my first thought okay shannon is this you being you know a weird entitled psychology person and i was like no you know what no it's not because the true crime audience has solved crimes. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like the true crime audience are not idiots. Don't pander. They're bril they're bright people who are interested in the facts and interested in deeper ideas. And I, I know, or I feel like I know, you know, please tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like we pander to a lowest common denominator on this show. I, we talk about, no. we talk about all the stuff we think yeah. and we're not trying to be overly simplistic to like spoon feed our listeners shit. You already know, like you're smart people. Like I couldn't, it's I like, could go uh, we're going to define what a slasher is every time we talk about one. Yeah. Like, Oh, let me remind you the two ways, you know, someone's going to kill you. Like what? Like what? <laughs> Just stop. Stop. And it, then I looked at the casting and I was like, oh my God, it's like the token this and the token yeah. that. And then they've got the model looking criminologist. You think the Folks, FBI profilers, bad. you know, do you think FBI profilers and criminologists and psychologists all look like Hollywood consultants to the stars that are like, well, I mean, she's models? set up to like, look like the beginning of a porn. I, it's awful. It's so, it's so awful. Like show a little bit more cleavage. We're going to put your hair up in a bun, give you glasses. So you look sophisticated yet dirty. Yep. And she looks, I don't know this woman at all, but the obviously, so I'm not speaking about her personally. No, the way that they portrayed her. The projection is that she looks very feminine she looks very Caucasian. Yes. She has the markers of what a heteronormative person wants in a quote unquote female. Long hair. It's always curled perfectly. Made. Like I got real, I got real tight on this. <laughs> I, no, I appreciate it though, because I do think it's frustrating sometimes to watch how some of these documentaries that are so poorly done slip into prime time. And you wonder, like, who is behind this? Who did they know? It wasn't well produced. It didn't really look like it took them a hell of a lot of time or thought to put together. Mm -mmm. And it could have been a really interesting it's concept. A great concept. Great and that's idea. what I was saying at the beginning. I was like, it was really a cool idea to have all these different focus. Great idea. And backgrounds. That could have been really fucking cool. And like you said, don't make it scripted. Let them talk over each other. Yeah, and then do your editing. 
Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like we talk over you each other. You cut shit out of me, out of this all the time. <laughs> Half the time I'll listen to be like, where was my three minute diatribe? Oh, that's gone. Just kidding. She doesn't do that. I don't do she that. She lets the diatribes happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you no, know, there are there are pauses or there are times where they're, and if they're obvious and they don't work, then you just remove them. Otherwise, yeah. it's what makes it organic. Yes, yes. And I, even even when we edit, like I don't take out all the ums and likes and fuck ups. I leave some of those in because that's conversation some of the pauses work you know like do your job like have shoot the film shoot lots of digital film that's very cheap have people talk over each other and get into fights and shoot have three cameras do your thing i have an idea and then edit yes ma'am now that we're talking about this, you know, we <laughs> there are a lot of other horror podcasts out there, one being a very successful one called Dead Meat that we mm-hmm. ran into. And I'm just wondering if in the next season that maybe we um, watch or listen to a few of those and maybe do a show on Dead Meat because it is it is a successful podcast. Mm-hmm. I've watched parts of it. Yeah. I'd just be curious to hear what you think. Like reaction. Yeah. Just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and... Uh, and some other ones, maybe. And, and there's... The, I'm trying to remember the name of the other one that we saw there too, Terrors... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I want to be supportive of our community. Of so it's a dicey thing. Well, yeah, not to criticize or be like, don't listen, but more so like there are other horror podcasts oh, out yeah. there that we can, I think, talk about. Well, true crime podcasts. And true crime podcasts. And seeing like, you know, what, and also hearing from our listeners, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want more of? Yeah, like, do you like that we're doing it that way? Or do you actually want more of the paint by numbers version if that's what you want but i also would like to know, like no no you're totally off base we want more of that <laughs> that's right and it's like okay because we could do 101 stuff you know like if that was an interesting thing like let's say on patreon or something we've done 101 stuff on patreon yeah. on purpose like hey let's really but we're define. S- we're saying that's what we're doing we're specifically teaching in those things we're specifically saying let's do 101 on narcissistic personality disorder and talk for 15 minutes about what that is what the criteria is and to us that's 101 do we pander no, no. we're just teaching in those moments that's so right and and I but I didn't see that in this either. I no. didn't see teaching. No, 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 no. I saw like making very dramatic declarative statements with music behind you as if it was some profound garbage. Well, and, and not, I'm like they weren't what? talking to an audience. They no. were talking to each other, which means they weren't saying anything that you didn't need an education for. That's a really excellent point. If you're talking to each other and you're a graduate student, no, I'm sorry. You don't talk like that. You talk from knowledge. It fucking sucked. <laughs> I took it up a notch this time. This time it was me. It's all right. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And again, just like I said at the top of the show, please leave comments, uh, leave questions, uh, especially if they're positive. We thoroughly enjoy those. But also, if you have a question, you feel like we leave something out of an episode or you're confused or, you know, you want to tell us to go, "Mm," you know, eat mouse brains or whatever. That's a reference to the horror show. Listen to those Friday shows as well. Thank you so much for listening. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. Yay!